Hey, it's the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on furnaces. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we, as always, help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital and teach you the $10 fixes before the $10,000 hammer hits you. We have Heidi Hansine. I just love joining your show because I learn every time we're together. We're going to talk this time about furnaces and coolers and air conditioner units, especially as relates to the flues and carbon monoxide and keeping your family safe in the home. The flu. And I'm going to be asking a lot of questions because when I first saw that, I thought you meant the fireplace flu, but the furnace flu is a completely different thing, I guess. Yeah. And I'm going to lump in, actually a lot of this stuff is going to apply equally to any kind of flu. So it could apply to a fireplace flu partially. Because for example, and again, the the goal here is to keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital or out of the morgue as the case may be. Especially out of the morgue. When these flus have something bad happen, yeah, it's not going to be the hospital. It's going to be the morgue. So it's a serious issue. Right. So uh, there's a couple of subjects that I want to cover very clearly. Uh, The first, in addition to furnace flus, I'm going to lump in water heater flus because they're generally in the same place. They go through the same flu. They're going to vent to the same area on the exterior of the home. And Do they usually go up to the roof, or is it more or less coming out of the house from the side, or does it even matter? Yeah, for a, for a furnace, unless you've got a high-efficiency furnace, it's going to go up through the roof. Okay. High-efficiency sometimes will go through the roof, but often it'll just go out to the side of the house, and I see. you're uh, less liable to have issues with, with that sort of a thing. So your flu on a newer furnace and or water heater is going to be a four-inch diameter metal the, pipe. Right. Especially for the water heater, I'm going to urge you, the listener, to make a mental note to go down into your basement or wherever you've got your furnace and take a long, hard look at that. If you've got a horizontal run, either from the furnace or from the water heater, or maybe if that run actually sags, Uh you could have a problem. You could turn what may be a three or a four inch diameter flue into maybe a one-inch diameter because you get dust in there or maybe you get mouse nests in there. I see. So then you don't have as much airflow going out. Right. And so the more and more blocked that thing gets, the more air is going to say, hey, I'm not going out through this flue. I can't do it. So then it's going to back up and it's just going to go out into the living space. So what if there's an elbow? What if you have a small horizontal and then an elbow with a vertical going up? Is that a problem or... Yeah, and that's going to be, again, it depends on how short the, you know, all of the pipe should rise, but it depends if you've got, you know, for example, if you've got a 10-foot-long run followed by an elbow and then you're going up whatever distance, that's still a problem. Okay. If you've got maybe a one-foot run and then an elbow and then you're going up, that's less of a problem. Oh, okay. The shorter one. Okay. And then I want you to take a look at that pipe. If there's holes and gaps, sometimes you'll see where... Maybe somebody made a valiant effort at putting the flu together, but there's there's holes. Mm. So the the air, one of my favorite stories, I've got a bazillion of them, but one of them was where somebody had a, uh, a water heater on the right side of the furnace, and they had the, the flu opening there, 
and I could see that that flue opening was still there. And right. then they decided to move the water heater to the left side of the furnace. Ah. Well, that's great, but now you've got to cover the right side of the furnace back up. I see. And so what was happening was the carbon monoxide from the newly installed water heater on the left side of the furnace, that, that contaminated air was going into the flue, as it should. And then on its way up, it says, hey, I've got this opening back into the living space. Oh, so easy outlet. Yeah, easy outlet. That sort of thing, again, that's a good way to send your family to the hospital. You really don't need that. Next thing that needs to happen is if you get a raccoon into your chimney or something akin to that, there's no way that, that exhaust is going to act, go out through past the, the raccoon nest. It's just going to go into the basement or wherever, whatever right. level that you're... Well, and usually, usually they'll cover those, won't they, with a little cap type of a thing so animals can't get in? Or do you have to be really concerned about that? Uh, yeah, definitely be concerned about critters getting onto your roof and then in, into the house via either the chimney or by whatever other means they get in. So they can get in even with the cap. Oh, uh, with the cap, no, if, it's, oh, a, if okay. it's a good cap. Okay. You want to make sure that cap doesn't become a, a blockage of its own. Oh, oh, good Oh, good point. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. Garth knows everything, as you can tell. Garth has done inspections for, uh, for a week or two, and he's, <laughs> he's seen it all, I'm going to say, once, maybe twice. Please. So, yeah, speaking of which, um, I, was, I was inspecting with one of my trainees a few years ago, and you had a pine tree that was large. Right. And one of its branches was actually going down into the chimney. Oh, wow. And that branch had actually burned. It was brown. Oh, my word. So I'm thinking, all we need in order to start a, uh, a fire with, with a pine tree that is right next to the <laughs> exactly. house. Exactly. And 30 feet in diameter and 50 feet up, all we need is to get a little bit hotter air or maybe a, an ash or something oh that my hits word. this branch. Yeah, you want to make sure that, that chimney is clear, uh, especially exactly. of combustibles. No uh, pillows. Yeah, no pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing Garth and telling him that when my damper was leaking, I wanted to shove a pillow up in there to keep it, keep her from letting air in the house. Yeah, and that's called the combustion air source. Now, what's happening if you have, especially if you have an older furnace, the 90 plus type high efficiency furnaces are going to have their own air intake and air out go. That's one of the reasons why they're high efficiency. But the older ones or the lesser ones are going to bring in what is usually a, an 8-inch diameter pipe from the exterior into the room where the furnace is. And the purpose for that pipe is to replace the air that's leaving through the flue. Okay. Now, you imagine the flue as being a straw. You imagine the, it's easy to imagine the flue as a straw. Yeah, I like this imagery because that helps me get it better. Yeah, now imagine basically the house as being a straw because air is not going to leave the flue unless it's being replaced from somewhere. Right. And with newer homes, quite often you've got good ceiling doors, good ceiling windows, and it, uh, unless you've got that combustion air source that is providing replacement air, it can't leave. Mm. You know, back in the day, you know, 1960s, 1970s, uh, you had leaks from around the doors, you had leaks from around the windows, and so there really wasn't a problem with combustion air because homes weren't tight. Right. It would compensate for the, whatever, the That's inefficiency uh, of how the system was set up then. Right. So now homes are tight and there's no replacement air, so you've actually got to have that combustion air source without the pillow. Right. <laughs> In that room. I know it's painful because uh, when it's doing its job, especially in the winter, it is drafting a lot of cold air into the house. Yeah, a lot of times they are. 
And that doesn't make anybody happy, but it's kind of a necessary evil. It makes sense. The alternative is to have carbon monoxide in the house because it can't leave and then your family. Right. So So if you're having a problem with that, you may want to crack open some windows until you get the problem solved or resolved. Right. Uh, One thing that a homeowner can do is just as you're looking at your flues and, and the area, you should see that combustion air source. It should be in that room. If it is not, then it's very common for it to not be there. That's why guys like me have a job as a home inspector. Exactly. Then you call the HVAC guy and you say, okay. Now, let's see. Tell us again what HVAC, because I don't think we've dealt with that in this episode. Heating, venting, and air conditioning. So those guys can come in and they can tell you what it's going to cost to put in a combustion air source. Sometimes it's there and it's hidden. Sometimes people are very good at hiding those yeah, I think mine went up in between a wall and a linen closet. I was really baffled to find out I had a furnace flue Yeah. back there somewhere. Good to know. No <laughs> pillows there. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, and I have to plead guilty to doing this myself. Back in the 80s when I bought my first home, I, I found that combustion air source, and it was cold. It was bringing in a lot of cold air. Right. Pillow. I did it. <laughs> you did? Guilty. Oh, so guilty that's a new one. Charged. That is a new one. <laughs> So another thing I want to just quickly make uh, make a point of is that if you got yeah if you do have the holes in the flue if you got a blocked flue if you've got a burn chamber that is cracked those are all carbon monoxide issues and they are not to be trifled with it can result in in death. Do we want to talk about carbon monoxide detectors at all in this episode? Yeah, let's do that. Basically, a carbon monoxide source, carbon monoxide is heavier than air, and it is going to build up on the floor first. Right. Unless you've got a raging fire, and then you, and then for those, you want to have those on the ceiling because the heat's going to raise the carbon monoxide with the heat. Ah. But if, if what you're concerned about is a furnace-type carbon monoxide source, you want to have those be on the floor. Oh, now that is something I've never heard. And you'll want to have one of those on each, each level where you've got living space. Wow. You need to make sure that whatever system you're using is actually a carbon monoxide detector because some of them are just for heat or smoke. So... That will be on the packaging. It'll actually say carbon monoxide or CO. Okay, that'll wrap it up for this particular segment. You are now master of your mansion, even if your mansion is just a TP in the uh, forest. If you need more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. That's homemedicusa.com. If you need a pro, if you need somebody who I would recommend and be proud to recommend to you, please give me a try. If you need just anybody, try Google. And finally, be you. Everybody else, yeah, they're taking it.